Good morning. It's good to see you this morning. My name is Wayne. I'm one of the other pastors here. Who's excited about tomorrow? Most of the adults put their hands up, but the children didn't. But anyway, okay. Is there anybody that's willing to come and help me this morning? It won't, it won't, it won't hurt. I just need you to see if you can get in this box. Can anybody get in this box? Come on then, come, come forward. Right. Do you think you can get in the box? Okay, you get in the box then. Wow. Okay, now we can carry on with the cert. No, I'm only joking. Fantastic. You want to have a go as well? Come on then. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. One more. Okay, one more. Come in. Come on in. Can you get in as well? Go on. Big step. Yeah, I bet you can as well. Yeah. Because you're only five. Wonderful. Excellent. Out you come then. See, so everybody. Gary, you've lost a bit of weight, but I mean, come on. Okay, come on then. Hands up with things you can get in it. With the lid on. With the lid on. Okay, come on then. You're going to give it a go? I'm going to give it a go, even with a dodgy leg. Right, hold on a minute. I can't even get... Come on, old man, you can do it. Don't break the box. Still not, still not, your legs are... Gary, you can't get in it, there's no room. You can't get in there. But give him a round of applause anyway. In our drama, isn't Lucas an absolute delight? He's so wonderful, isn't he? You've got Lucas who's annoying and a pretentious child, but they're not typecast. I'm just wanting to say that out there. But we all make room for things, don't we? We all make room for things, and we all choose not to make room for things, especially when it comes to Christmas. I don't want your parents saying, they're always so critical. I don't want them saying, they never bring anything and they eat all of my food and all of my sweets and all of those kinds. I don't want them, then we choose not to make room for it. And we can become a, well, just a little bit selfish when it comes to Christmas. Because most of us at Christmas, we will make room for the things that we want to make room for. We did our online Christmas shop for Tesco's last Sunday afternoon. Other supermarkets are available. I just want to put that out there. And we put things in our Christmas shop that we don't have any other time of the year. But we feel we need to make room for them at Christmas. I'm sure by about the 8th of January, we'll be throwing them away because we never got round to them. Because we didn't need it because we pushed all of this stuff into it. Now we all know there was no room in the inn. Anybody that's been to any school nativity play will know that there's an innkeeper with a tea towel wrapped around his head saying there's no room at the inn. Some of you will know the book 
by a school's inspector called Gervais Finn. And Gervais Finn has a book, it's a wonderful book, because it's called A Wayne in a Manger. <laughs> because it comes from the fact that one child felt that Jesus' name wasn't Jesus, it was Wayne. So why is it Wayne? So well, she said, well, we sing A Wayne in a Manger, so it's called Wayne. <clears throat> but he talks about uh, a school play that he went to where there was one child that really wanted to be Joseph. It was his dream to be Joseph. It's a bit like, you know, when you're at Britain's Got Talent and you've got this four-year-old saying, it's what I've dreamt all my life, well, for the last four years, but they wanted to be Joseph, but and somebody else who was better got Joseph. So the teacher said, you can be the innkeeper. Now this kid, who was about seven or eight, was really disgruntled that he was the innkeeper. So when Mary and Joseph come and knock on the door, he opens the door, with this really sort of, if your name's on the list, you're not coming in look on his face. And they said, can we come in? And he looked at them and he went, looked at Mary, he went, you can come in, but you, Joseph, you can shove off. I'm not having you coming in, yeah? <laughs> when it comes to no room at the inn, I often think of home. In the sense of for Mary and Joseph, there was no home for them. No home for them to have baby Jesus. And the, the packing box that, that some kids could get in, but the big kid couldn't get in, they're the boxes that we used to move a year ago. And we've still got them. So if everybody needs some boxes, they're all nicely flat packed and dry. If you need a box, I'll sell them to the highest bidder. It's not a problem. And I'll give the money back to the church. Um, but... All of our stuff was in these boxes last year. And we've taken all of the stuff out and we've put it all around our home and now the house feels like a home. But one of the things we've had to make sure we do, and you have to be intentional about it, is that you include Jesus in your home. So you might have room for all of your your knickknacks, your ornaments, your beds, your furniture, your posters, your pictures, your whatever... But to have a proper home, we need to allow Jesus to be part of that home. And not be like Mary and Joseph, where there was no room in any kind of home for them. So this Christmas, is there room in your home for Jesus? Okay, I've got, I've got two presents. Hang on, let's move that one. I've got one big present and I've got one other present. Who wants one of these presents? Who wants one of these presents? Well, look, sit down. For, well, come forward. Yeah, come forward. Do you want to come forward as well? Oh, come on in, Gary. Right, come here. Right, okay, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Right, which present do you want? Hang on now. Hang on. Which present do you want? You want this one. Why do you want this one? Because it's big. Because it's big. <laughs> I want that one. Oh, and you want it? I want it as well. I want oh. Do th- I tell you what, you can have the little one. And you can have this one. Do you want to open it? Oh, yeah. I'm good. Maybe Gary can help you rip the paper and open it. Go on, open it up. It's a big present. I wonder what's in there. Don't worry, it's not an animal or anything like that. It's okay, don't worry. That's it, he's got it, he's got it. That's it. Rip it up. Wow. 
Let's have a look. Tape. Oh, oh, I bet you're excited. Pull that. Pull that. Pull that. Pull that. Oh, getting it all off. Getting it all off. Pull that. Pull that. <coughs> right. Oh, let's have a look. What's in there? Oh. What's oh. in there? Oh. Let's have a look. What's that? Oh. Hmm. There's three chocolate sweets in there. <laughs> so all of that, let's be honest, it's not a lot, is it? Is it just no. three? That's it, it's just three. Do you want to open yours, see what you've got? I guess, look, if all that was in there was three chocks, I'm not holding out my choke, Gary, no, I'm not. to be honest. I'm not. I might just be wrapping paper and wrapping paper. I'd be wrapping paper. Oh, no, envelope. There's an envelope. Envelope's oh. always good at Christmas, aren't they? Kids. I've got you a card. <laughs> you got me a card? I've got you a card. I don't think I've got you a card. No. Sorry. It has been noted. Has it? Yeah, yeah, it has. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> oh, here's a card, look. Here's a card. Says the big one. No, that's not big for you, because you've lost weight. But the big one tomorrow is Jesus. It's oh, Christmas. Oh yes, right. I say go. May you have a wonderful Christmas as you enjoy the presence of Jesus. Come on! Wow. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Thank you. So whoa, whoa, wait there. Who oh. thinks Gary should give away his present? Oh come on, no. Yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Give, away, give, give, give your present. There you go. There Merry we Christmas. are. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> right, you can sit. Yeah, I'll take the card as well. You can sit down. Well done. You <laughs> know, we are, we are bombarded, aren't we? Yeah, you're wishing you came up now, aren't you? Yeah. That'll learn you for next year, won't it? But anyway, we're bombarded by what's important, aren't we? Social media has a way of making us feel inadequate if what we have isn't big and better. If we don't have a bigger house with all, and this time of year, all the special lights and all of that kind of stuff. If we don't have matching PJs for tonight and all of those kind of things. If you don't have a big house, a big salary, a big car, big presents tomorrow, we think big is better. And you thought the bigger present was going to be the better one, but it wasn't. Can I just say, one year... My sister-in-law, from her, where she works, she did get four Cadbury's chocolates as her present from school. But anyway, that's another story. But we think big is better. And I'm, you know, I can remember as a child opening my presents on Christmas Day. And then what I used to do, I used to pile them up in the corner of the living room. My only concern was, is my pile bigger than my sister's? That's all I was interested in. Am I the only one that did that? No, thank you. <laughs> Two of us. Confession is good for the soul, friends. It's great to have some lovely presents. And I'm sure you will wake up tomorrow and somehow there will be some presents waiting for you that were on your list. Maybe not all of them, but some of them that were on your list will be waiting for you tomorrow. But for all of us, from the youngest to the oldest, there is a present that we get at Christmas. You see, the world tells us that the present that we have at Christmas ends with the letter T, doesn't it? Present, T. And it means things. The things that we get at Christmas, the things that make our Christmas so amazing and so magical and the best that it could possibly be. But with Jesus... 
His presence doesn't end in a T. It ends with the letter C-E. And it means Christ everlasting. And that presence is far better than the presence we get, which are things that they might even break tomorrow. Batteries might run out. By next Christmas, we won't even remember what we had in terms of things this Christmas. But the presence, the Christ everlasting of Jesus will last way beyond when the wrapping paper's in the recycling bin. And the verses we read from Acts promise us times of refreshment in our lives that we receive from the presence of Jesus when we turn from what we know to be wrong and we follow Christ the Lord. Will we make room this Christmas, not just for the large Amazon boxes, for the presents, but will we make room for the presence of Jesus in our homes, in our hearts, and in our lives? Does anyone know how far the wise men travelled? Anybody know? Anybody want to take a guess? Do you have a, have a guess, Lucas, how far? You don't know, you don't care, do you? No, I don't know, I don't care. Staying in character, he is. That's what I like to see, staying in character. Well, it's not an exact science, and it depends which route they took, and it depends whether they went by the river, and, you know, it wasn't, they didn't have roads like we have today. So it's somewhere in the region between 900 miles and 1,700 miles. That's a, that's a long way to travel on a camel. I bet they got the hump. Sorry, Gary. I said, Gary, I'd use the joke that he gave me. So, you know, I thought I have to. And they went to see King Jesus. And so it would have taken them months. And so they would have packed up everything, loads of stuff that they needed for this long and arduous journey, this really tough journey. They would have said goodbye to all of their families and their friends. And off they set. It was a really big thing that they did. And, and what they did, they changed as well along the way because, first of all, they thought, well, we need to go and see the king, Jesus, so we'll go to the palace. That's where you would go, you would think, to see a king. But they get there and they find that King Jesus isn't there. So Herod tells them to, to go and find him, as we heard in our reading, and then come back to him. But they changed. They didn't go to the, back to the palace. They went another way because they, when they saw Jesus... They didn't just see a baby, they saw a king. And so at Christmas, it's about will we see things a little bit differently? Now I've got some, some novelty glasses here. Does anybody want to have a, a look through my glasses and see? You want to have a look, do you? So put those glasses, look at those lights, come by here. Come by there, have a look at those lights. What do they look like, just normal lights? Yeah, yeah put those on. Go a bit closer and look at them, what do you see? Father Christmas. Fa- sorry? <laughs> Now you see Father Christmas with those lights on, with those glasses on. Okay, what about these ones? Try those ones. What do you see at the minute? Regular lights. Regular lights. Gingerbread people. Gingerbread people. Okay, you can have those. There we are. Happy Christmas. Don't say never get you anything. That's your fee for taking part, that is. See, Lucas, you missed out there. You could have had those, couldn't you? You don't care. No, damn, man. Never work with children, animals, or teenagers. But anyway, they changed. 
Because as soon as they saw Jesus, they realized that he was no ordinary baby. He was looking at the lights. They looked at normal lights, but when you put on a different lens and you're willing to open your heart to make room in your heart, you see something different in Jesus. For you see the king. We see the king of kings and the Lord of lords. This Christmas, in amongst all of the fun and the mayhem, in one sense, will you put on different glasses? Will you allow yourself to not just see the baby in a manger, but will you allow yourself to see the king of kings? Food, that's one of the things about Christmas Day is the food, isn't it? You know, apparently on Christmas Day, the average person consumes somewhere between six and 7,000 calories. So that's three times the amount that you should eat, okay? And if you were to eat like that every day between now and next Christmas, by next Christmas, you would be 22 stone heavier. So enjoy that thought as you tuck it into an extra sprout, George, won't you, tomorrow? But we look at our Christmas dinner, don't we? And we say things like, I don't know whether I'm going to eat it or whether I've got to try and climb it. It's like piled up so high. You know, I'm sure you've been in a supermarket just before Christmas and people have two or even three massive uh, trolleys, thank you, massive trolleys, and uh, they're piled high with food. And you think sometimes the, the shops, some of them are open on Boxing Day. So how can you consume so much food over two or three days? But we make room for all this food we consume. And some of us on Christmas Day, after our Christmas Day lunch, we may nip upstairs to put on something with an elasticated waist to, to just allow ourselves to breathe and to make room for something else that we can get in, another mince pie or another chocolate, all of those kind of things. We have a story in our family that has become a family legend, and it's known as Breadgate. Because on Boxing Day, I woke up and I decided we did not have enough bread in the house for the family that were coming over that day. And so the supermarket was open on Boxing Day, and I went down and I bought some more bread. When I say I bought some more bread, I bought more bread than you know what to do with, that I could have opened a bakery called Wayne's Wheat or something like that. (laughs) That was better than the camel one, wasn't it? But anyway, there was so much bread. To make room for the presence of Jesus means instead of stuff, we live by the bread of life. Jesus inside of us, in our hearts. Jesus referred to himself as what uh, B just read to us, as the bread of life. And by that, it means one who, who is essential, is vital for life. You know, the bread is quite a, a basic food substance. And, and for a, se- a certain number of time, you can live off bread uh, and water. You can survive. And Jesus, when he refers to him as the bread of life, says that to live life, to live it well, we need him in our lives because he is essential. He's vital. We fill our lives with so much stuff. Not all of it bad, but not all of it vital, not all of it essential to live as we should. But Jesus is the bread of life, is as vital as breathing. Will we make room? for the bread of life, for
for Jesus' presence is vital to live well. As we're drawing our service to a close, Nathan or Lucas, come here, come here a second. There's one good thing about Christmas, and that's a chocolate orange. Much better than an orange, but the chocolate orange, especially when it's been in the fridge and you tap it and they all fall down. They're so, and you have to eat them all in one go, because that's what you do with an orange, to get one of your five a day. So in here is a chocolate orange, okay? You can have, honestly, it's not, I'm a celebrity, there's nothing else in there, okay? Honest, it's not, stop it, stop it. There's nothing in there. No, so as long as you can get, you have to hold on to the chocolate orange with your whole hand and pull it out with it right in the centre of your hand. If you can do that, you can have the chocolate orange. Without breaking the box. And you can't let, you can't, you can't let it go. You have to hold it and pull it out. But you broke the box. Thank you. You didn't follow the rules. You broke the box. So, that didn't go as I expected it to. There you can have it. The only way that, that you could get your hand out with that chocolate orange of holding on to that stuff is if you forced it. Is if you broke what was there. And you see, that's what we're a bit like when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. Because we, we, want, we want all the great things about Jesus. But we also want all of the stuff that the world says we should have. And the trouble is we're, we're holding on to all of this stuff and there's just no room for Jesus. We, we can't move forward. We can't move anywhere because we're not willing to let go of that stuff. And we're, we're forcing it into our lives. And you see, the whole point of Christmas, the whole point... Of, of Jesus coming into this world is so that we wouldn't feel consumed by all of the stuff that we did. As we read in that Bible reading, we wouldn't be consumed with getting. It'd be about giving of ourselves to Jesus because he gave of himself to us. And the, the way that we do that is to, to steep our life in Jesus. A bit like when you make a cup of tea or a pot of coffee and you allow it to infuse the water. When we allow Jesus to infuse, Jesus to have influence over us. And we thank him for coming into this world. Then we don't have to force anything. We'll willingly let go of the things that we don't need anymore in our lives. So we can allow Jesus to give our lives complete and utter fulfillment. And so we have to put him first. Making room for Jesus means we give him our entire attention. So this Christmas, yes, enjoy all of the trappings, enjoy all of the stuff, but don't allow that to force or squeeze Jesus out. Give him your entire attention and put him first in our lives always. Before we close off our service with our final carol, should we just give thanks to our actors and our director and Corin for everything they've done to lead us this morning? Thank you, guys.
It's been great. But let's finish off with the presence of Jesus with a poem called Advent Presence. Letters have been written. Requests have been given. I wonder what you'll get this year. The excitement it builds for our homes to be filled with presents to give us good cheer. A gadget, a gizmo, a toy, or some smellies, or maybe some tickets for a show. But this is for sure, there'll be presents galore, for without them, our candles won't glow. But is this the real meaning of Christmas for you, to see lots of presents by the tree? Is that why the baby was born in the stable, so you could buy a present for me? His name is Emmanuel. It means he is with us. It's not about presents with a T. For when you know Jesus, the season has meaning for its presence, but with a C-E. Yes, today, as we lit candle number four, it's the presence of Jesus we seek. So as you wake up tomorrow with gifts on the floor, allow the presence of Jesus to speak. Let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you that the whole point of our service today is to give thanks for the presence of Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. May we know his presence in our hearts this Christmas and always. Thank you. Amen.